Breeders' Cup Friday pedigree edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets. Dot com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel to celebrate. We're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. And I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. I got ice all over my body looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old man. Try me, you. And. Uh, for the last time in 2023, folks, because uh, it's Halloween, happy poppin' Locktober. This is the last day. Whatever your plans are for the last day this month, I just hope that you're you're popping and locking it old school. Uh, speaking of old school, I really don't know how that worked, but... Joining me to talk about Breeders' Cup Friday, Future Stars Friday, uh, I'm going to go ahead and call her our resident pedigree expert, ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Tugwell. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Chase. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, very, very happy to have you back. You always bring just good quality information. You always bring things that blow my mind. Uh, talking, we, I mean, we, we go to the mitochondria. We might yeah. even throw in a ribosome here and there. Who knows? Uh, but I uh, mentioned Jessica is our pedigree expert. The reason it's important to have our pedigree expert on Friday, Breeders' Cup, is Future Stars Friday. That's right. Future Stars, what does that mean? All two-year-olds. And when they're all two-year-olds, they're all pretty lightly raced for the most part. And nailing down a good pedigree can be just as good as any other angle in these races. That's why it's so important to me that I get uh, Jessica in because, I, as I mentioned, she's our, our resident pedigree expert. Uh, Jessica, I, I think you've done this before, but you want to you want to fill in anyone who might be new, kind of what your your background is. Yeah, I um, I've been around racing for a long time. Uh, for the last, I don't know, I started following in two thousand four got my first industry little uh, job working at Saratoga in 2012. So been been doing things for a while and I'm um, a content manager for Little Bluebird Stables. I do content for the Trust the Profits YouTube and I've, I'm a freelance pedigree analyst. I've got a blog hawkstonebloodstock.substack.com. I I do a little bit of a little bit of everything here and there. She's got databases on databases on databases folks um gotta get some quick things in before we uh dig into friday uh had some news today most of it uh pertaining to saturday however uh two uh, big stories uh first um 
you know, thoughts and prayers. If you do, if, if you think your thoughts, if you pray your prayers uh, to the connections of uh, practical move uh, who died after a workout today, that's a big uh, loss from the uh, uh, big ass fans, dirt mile uh, field. Uh, it looks honestly, I, and I know it's sad to, to even mention, but it also maybe looks now like uh, Cody's wish could end up a foregone, foregone conclusion in the in the Breeders' Cup dirt mile. Did you kind of think the same, Jessica? Yeah, that's kind of, I haven't had a chance to look very hard at Saturday yet, but it definitely, I mean, it's such a tragedy, but it definitely makes Cody's wish look that much tougher. Now, on the uh, not tragic but sad to hear uh, news, uh, a horse that I mean, a lot of people said were was in the running for uh, horse of the year, or probably still is in the running for horse of the year, um, has defected from the the Breeders' Cup, Cup Classic. It's going to be your Belmont and Travers champion, who's on a two race win streak, uh, Arcangelo. Uh, which is uh, a, a shame because I thought this race really kind of set up well for Arcangelo. We know that Arcangelo can handle the distance with that arrogate on the top line. It would have been nice to see him win a Breeders' Cup where where his daddy won won a Breeders' Cup also. Um, it's really, really going to open the door for some other horses, I think, that have the same run style. Uh, what? How big of a decision do you think uh, – you know, Archangelo already having a stud deal in the back pocket played into the, them deciding to defect from the Breeders' Cup. I actually hadn't even seen why he scratched yet. Yeah, apparently um, there was a foot issue going on. He had a, a hind foot that had been kind of bugging him, and there had been rumors kind of circling all week that things were a little bit off with him. And I'm sure that the stud deal definitely played a role in it. And I mean, the fact that he's basically the only son of arrogate at this point that we'll have a chance to see it stud since cave rock cra- tragically passed too early. Yep. So I think that, um, you know, it's not a surprise that not only did they scratch, but they went ahead and retired him. Like I say about these arrogate babies, they're, they're like a, a super limited sneaker at this point. And now like, we're going to have like a grand uh, super limited, sneakers i guess with uh with archangelo um little baby jordans all right let's talk about friday uh let's first take a look at the five furlong breeders cup juvenile turf sprint grade one i consider this to maybe be the best chance for an american horse to win a race on the turf this weekend uh what what was there any two-year-old in in this field that really kind of stuck out to you as a horse that uh, we need to pay attention to not only on Friday, but also uh, going forward in its career. Um, well, I mean, Crimson Advocate, she sure looks like she's going to be a heck of a turf sprinter. But I actually I was really surprised at who I ended up on on top in this race. I really liked uh, the five. Give me the beat boys. I thought that um, his time form ratings are going the right direction. He's shortening up a little bit, but he won first time out at five furlongs. And he's got sprint on both sides with Bungle in the jungle, who was a stakes winning sprinter at two. And though his dam was actually a router, she was by a uh, Dutch art who was a grade one winner at two sprinting. And I just feel like this horse is going to get like a nice stalking trip. Obviously in a race like this, there's going to be tons of speed. So I thought he, he ended up being, I was very surprised that I think I like him on top. And I mean, there's definitely other horses in here that, make a lot of sense. Big Ebbs is interesting. I've got another one who's got sprint top and bottom uh, being 
by Blue Point and out of a Oasis Dream Mare. He was a um, sprinter and a stakes winning uh, or a English champion at two. So you got speed and precocity there. There's, I mean, most of these horses are really well bred. You got sprint top and bottom, but those were kind of the uh, the three that I was kind of keying in on here. You, you know who I just noticed? Uh, it, it was right before we went on, and I was looking at the thoroughgraphs, but also I was looking at some of these sprinters uh, and seeing who did well in Europe on good turf. Uh, that was an angle that I fell on heavily last year in the in the breeders and it worked i mean i ended up with the exacta with uh, uh stone age and and rebels romance and in that turf race but uh i'll tell you who i actually came to and it's a british horse but with a very american uh pedigree because it's actually a spent sprint thrift horse the 10 valiant force malibu moon on top uh out of a quality road mare uh looks like this is the mayor's only horse to make the gate it got a win in the Norfolk stakes at Ascot. And it was one of the two attempts over good turf. The only other attempt over good turf was the, uh, gain marble Hill at Cura and, uh, give me the beat boys won that race. So you gotta think that this horse might be actually a little bit competitive on the, on the, on the firmer turf. Do, uh, any thoughts on a uh, valiant force? Yeah. I mean, that is an American pedigree there. Like you said, and if he can run that Norfolk stakes again, he definitely has a shot in here. Could be one who, um, again, gets a decent kind of stalking trip behind some of these uh, speedier types, like on the inside, Crimson Advocate, No Name Mets, probably has to go. So I, I, I like it. What's interesting also to me about Valiant Force is now you get William Buick. You get William Buick shipping over when he hasn't been on any of the mounts for for this, uh, this horse. Uh, all right, before we get into more of these two-year-old races got to get a word in from our friends at underdog fantasy because underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long underdog has just introduced scorchers go five for five and pick them scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout and for a limited time underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars hundred thousand dollars sundays continues on underdog fantasy 10 lucky players will win 10k each so watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. In honor, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. Make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast. All right. Let me get a hydration uh, interlude in here. Brett, hit me with the horse, man. Y'all ready? Let's go. Oh, no. Let's go. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Hey, bite you. Jump, 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 jump. I said, hey, bite you. We are talking about the eight and a half furlong Net Jet Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies on Saturday. Race six, uh, I think it's an interesting race because we don't have anybody who's really shown themselves yet uh, with with uh, this division, it feels like. Uh, who's the pedigree that we need to pay attention to in here, though, Jessica? Well, I mean, obviously, Tamara is by Boltoro, out of a holder. 
you have a little bit of a question mark. She's going to be going two turns for the first time. Um, obviously, Beholder could do that. She won the Pacific Classic going 10 furlongs. Uh, the Volta Oro babies have been a little bit um, little bit distance limited, limited but um, I don't think a mile and a 16th is going to be an issue. Um, there are some other real interesting pedigrees in here. I mean, um, Brightworks Dam is a half to a stakes winner who was a uh, at two and a full sister to the dam of horses like uh, Gervin, Cocked and Loaded, and Midnight Bourbon. Uh, Cocked and Loaded won the grade three. Grade three, I forget. It's graded stakes. The Iroquois as a two-year-old. And uh, Midnight Bourbon was second in that race. So there's some precocity there. You've got um, on the outside, just FYI, goes back a little bit deeper, but goes back to a really nice uh, grade one winner. Star is her second dam. And Star was a half-sister to Stellar Jane, who was a really nice horse. So there's definitely uh, some some pedigrees here for sure. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be hard to to get past Tamara. Uh, I, I mean, like you mentioned, the Volta Aura, we, wor- we worry that the horse might be di- distance limited. Uh, it's certainly not speed limited. Uh, if you're, I mean, I'm looking at the Brisnet figures here. And uh, the Briz fig uh, is a good at least... Uh, two or three points higher than than every other horse in this race has, has produced. Um, with bright work, uh, you have outwork on the top line. Uh, I've seen an average winning distance of six uh, six point six uh, furlongs for the for the sire. Uh, we kind of fell flat in the Alcibiades. Do we wonder what bright work is is doing in the BC Juvenile Phillies, given the 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 flop at the uh, with the stretch out? A little bit. That's that's my question mark there. There's, you know, on the bottom, at least there's, you would think that a mile, mile and a 16th would be all right. But her performance, when she tried that, didn't say that. And she was also entered in the juvenile turf sprint as her second preference. So I thought that um, I'm kind of leaning against her here. She wouldn't, she wouldn't shock me. But I was kind of leaning more toward thinking that maybe uh, stake. Uh, staying a little bit shorter is better for her. I, I really like, you know, I think Tamara is the horse to beat. And if there's a single in this sequence, it's her. Yeah. But um, Candide has been really good. The rail, I don't always love. Uh, more potential for her to get into some traffic trouble. And she's not uh, super quick. She'll, she's been stalking in most of her races. But um, so she's a little bit of one who I think will still come uh, with a nice little run and then a horse underneath that I thought was that might be a little bit crazy, maybe more like put a like third in your trifectas. Uh, but the eight is three on Chante is real interesting to me. I think she could get, um, she's got had trouble in both of her starts. Her, you know, her speed figures are below what you need here, but I think that the stretch out, is going to suit her great being by tap it out of a horse who by ghost zapper, who was a stakes winner at Laurel park and a half to a graded stakes winner. Um, and that tap it ghost zapper cross has been really good. Um, has gotten 11.5% stakes winners right on the cross, including, uh, the grade one winner, American gal, who was, um, best kind of, uh, one turn. She was, uh, her biggest win came in the test stakes. But um, I thought that, um, you know, if she could get a clean trip, that Esprit Enchante could come up and, you know, get third and kind of help fill out your uh, verticals a little bit. 
I have a 30 to one here that I thought might be good enough to win the race. If we're looking at figures, if we're looking at workouts, it's the 10 accommodate Eva for Dallas Stewart. Now the big question mark, and I'm going to lean towards Jessica into what she thinks here in terms of uh, the top line. And if the distance will be a concern, what's your take on Munnings babies trying to go this long? Munnings kind of like Spicetown. He, he can get a horse that, you know, a mile and a 16th, a mile and an eighth is probably, you definitely don't want any longer than that. Um, it definitely leans more toward a sprint for sure. But I mean, on the bottom, you got pleasantly perfect. He was a router. Um, she's half to um, a stakes winner in New Mexico and two stakes placed horses in New Mexico. I forgot to check how long those races were. Um, sure. Full disclosure. Oops. New Mexico, um, that could be like three and a half furlongs, man. Yeah. So, and I mean, she's by the best stallion that her dam has had a chance with so far. And I mean, if anybody can pull off a, a 30 to one shocker on a big day, it's Dallas Stewart, right? Right, right, right. All right. We're going to keep it moving and we are going to take it to race seven, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf, the grade one, of course, $1 million. I'll tell you what, uh, I feel like if you like long distance European pedigree, that this just might be the the race for you. Uh, you know, as I'm I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing horses like Galileo, I'm seeing uh, Caravaggio, uh, you know, we, we've got uh, all, all sorts of, of, of distance here. But we've also got an Australian uh, sire, Star Spangled Banner, that looks like it's got more of a sprint pedigree. What did you think of this field? It's a super interesting one. This could be kind of the blow up uh, race in the sequence, I think. Yeah, there's quite a few horses, uh, the European horses who were bred on that uh, sprint over route type um, of angle in here. You know, Caravaggio was actually a sprinter, uh, but Porta Fortuna's dam um, is by Holy Roman Emperor, who was a uh, her dam was a router um, to Precious was a router. So there's that you've got. I mean. I literally going through this, I ended up half the field I think could win. Yeah. It's such a wide open race. And I don't think it's necessarily a foregone conclusion that it's going to be a European horse either. Oh, um, okay. Porta Fortuna is uh, probably my preferred of the Europeans. Carla's way also has a good shot, but the, I had a little bit of a distance question there with Carlos way because she's got sprint top and bottom. So that was a little bit, I wasn't quite sure. Um, she could totally win it, but, uh, and I mean, full disclosure, I have been a huge fan of dream fire since that OBS April sale. I highlighted her on my blog. I love her pedigree. I love the cross of flame away with sky Mesa um she's she's gonna get to the front she has i mean she's breaking from way out there has the ability she's so quick though i think she'll drop over i don't really i'm not really worried about the 13 post for her. i'm not sure that she's that this is what she wants to do though routing on the turf uh that speed figure regression in her last race was a bit of a um concern and you can definitely make the uh the case that she should have been disqualified from that win. Although I think that she was the best horse in there. Um, but I, I don't think she's, you know, I don't think she's going to win, but I'm going to be using her in everything I do 
because she's just so talented. Uh, she's just so fast. And there isn't a whole lot here, I think, that can push push her that far. Um, she Buttercream Babe comes back, who pressed her in the Surfer Girl. But um, I, I really, you know, it's a, definitely a bit of a bias pick there. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if Dreamfire holds on for a piece, at the very least. Um, but she feels pretty. That race in the Natalma was just breathtaking visually. So I think she's got a huge shot in here. I think um, she's probably my top pick, I think, because she showed in that race that she could sit a little closer than she did in her debut. And I mean, I think Hard to Justify makes a lot of sense. Another one who should be right behind the pace setters. Uh, I, like I said, I think half of this field could win this race. On the on the far outside, um, Le Pavot, uh is a um, half to a grade one winner going 12 furlongs in Australia. So there's definitely no distance questions there. And if the horse that she lost to last time, Opera Singer, was in this race, she would be a heavy favorite. Uh, the 14 post is getting a little worrisome for a horse who I don't think is, you know, with Dreamfire, I'm not super worried because I think she's just going to outbreak the field and cross over. Not sure if that's uh, the case with a far outside horse. And I mean, I haven't even mentioned Buku. Like, there, it's such a wide right. open race. Now, I know you. I I, I hear you saying that that it's not necessarily an American or a, a European horse uh, that that wins it. I am also looking at content right now, and I feel like if there were any horse built in this race to go a long distance, it's content uh, with Galileo on top, a Dark Angel mare on the bottom. But at the same time, we're only going a mile. Are you interested? See, are are you surprised that you're seeing, you know, uh, content not in the the BC juvenile turf uh, as opposed to uh, where it ended up in the 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 Phillies turf? Uh, only going a mile versus going. Uh, oh, never mind. They're both a mile. Uh, that's a dumb question. So we're just going to move on past that dumb question. All right. And I do want to point out that um, both uh, her dam and Dark Angel were winners. Uh, were Mecca's Angel was a multiple grade one winner going five furlongs, and Dark Angel was a grade one winner at two going six furlongs. So they took so, what what uh, some of these other people have do were doing with like Star Spangled Spanner Banner with the sprint over distance and, and flipping it and going distance over sprint. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, got to get another word in, and it is from the good nerds over at Hall of Fame Bets, where you can win bitter. You can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire play. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Got to get a sip of water There we go. All right, moving on. Uh, Some would say it's the big one. On Friday, race eight, eight and a half furlong, the BC Juvenile, a grade one going eight and a half furlongs for two 
million dollars. Um, I know we've got some pretty formidable bobs here, but is that what the pedigree is telling us the right play is? Um, well, the pedigree, I would say, it, I was actually surprised at how few of these were like blow away, blow me away type pedigrees. They're sure. they're well bred horses. Don't get me wrong. But there weren't a whole lot in here that were like, oh my gosh, this horse. The one who, um, again, similar to Dreamfire, I have been following since before he ever debuted, was is the Wine Steward. I love, uh, I loved the damn called a service. She never won a race, but she was on my watch list her entire career, and I love seeing her go to uh, Son of Curlin because she comes from the same female family as Curlin. And that Curlin Bernardini Cross has produced 19.6% stakes winners in 56 starters, including grade one winners, Clarier and Paris Lights. Um, but then, you know, I mean, Prince of Monaco is bred on that Spice Town Medallia de Oro Cross, which is also ridiculous with 12.5% uh, stakes winners and 112 starters, including three other grade one winners, Rockfall, Competition of Ideas, and Olympiad. So the question with that horse is, you know, distance. But I'm not, um, I'm not sure is, is the question there. I wouldn't be surprised if he could get it. Um, his damn uh, Rainier is a half to um, stakes winning sprinter. So there's kind of leaning a little more toward thinking that we might be getting to the upper limit of his distance limitations. Like Prince of Monaco is not a horse that I think is going to get the Kentucky Derby distance, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets this Breeders' Cup Juvenile distance, especially because he's a horse who can relax off the pace. Uh, Timberlake, I mean, Timberlake is a horse who you have no question about the distance. His dam was a winner at uh, 12 to 14 furlongs. So there's plenty of stamina on the bottom there. And Into Mischief can get a horse that goes two turns, of course. Locked is from the family of horses like Gabby's Golden Gal and Always a Princess. And that Gunrunner Malibu Mooncross has produced three stakes winners and just six starters. He's got Shotgun Hottie and Running Son of a Gun out of Malibu Moon Mares. So there's uh, there's definitely some uh, stuff going on. Fierceness is the Dam of Fierceness is a half to outwork. Uh, the Dam of Noted is a full to uh, Mark Valeski. But I mean, so from a pedigree perspective, there's lots of different ways you could go. But from a handicapping perspective um, and a pedigree perspective, I guess, I I actually was surprised because I didn't I thought I was going to end up with someone else on top. But I really like the wine steward in here. I don't love the rail. That's my one. Um, that's my one concern with him. If he was breaking like from the four or five post, I'd absolutely be all over him in here. I love that he's one of the few, if not the only horse in the field who has consistently improving speed figures. Yeah. And I love that for these two-year-olds that he's just keeps taking a step up. He, that breeder's futurity, I know locked beat him, but it looked like locked was going to go right by him in that race. And the wine steward dug in and kept on so well. Um, I thought that was just a really impressive effort for him. I'm I'm not enamored with either of the Baffert contenders in here. I think that um, Muth has kind of been riding this hype from a nine and three furlong breeze that he did in March. Right. And 
I'm not convinced that the the competition out at Santa Anita with these two year olds has been all that good because it's really just Baffert beating up on Baffert. Right. Right. So that's my concern with those two is I'm not sure what they were really beating. I mean, Miramati was supposed to be like the next flight line if you were on Twitter before he debuted. Right. And he really hasn't been that good. And Prince of Monaco only beat him by three quarters of a length. Um, and Prince of Monaco beat Muth in the best pal. So I'm not I'm not sold on them. Obviously, Bob Baffert can win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Yeah. But I would lean more heavily on uh like Timberlake and Locked. Uh, the champagne being in the slop kind of makes me wonder how um, how much you can trust that. But I do think that the distance is going to help Timberlake. Uh, like I said, with his dam being a, just a pure router. So I, I like him. I think he'll get a, a nice trip. I, I'm with you on, on Timberlake. I actually liked Timberlake quite a bit, but I did the same. I, I had the exact same question that you did. And I always toss speed figures when I know that they're not going to be running on the same condition. Mm-hmm. So if I toss out that that 102 that the the horse you know freaks in the in the champagne on a, a sloppy track at the backwaduct on October 7th then I've really got some un, unimpressive speed figures that aren't good enough to to even touch the rest of this field. Yeah. I I do have a little bit of an interest in wind me up the other other Baffert just because it's the other other Baffert and uh, Vino, I still owe Vino Rosso like a dinner, like at least a, like a, <laughs> a carrot and a head pat for what it did in the Breeders' Cup Classic for me right after back surgery. All right. Last race of Saturday, the Prevagen, weirdly enough. Isn't the Prevagen like supplement for old people to help I, for yeah, their so. focus? Well, I could probably use some of it. The Prevagen Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Grade 1. Uh, once again, you've got some really tough euros. Uh, do you think that this is a race that, that is as easy as falling to, uh, the euros in a horse like river Tiber, or do you have pedigree and and other things that make you look another direction? Um, I think that I, I like the euros more in this one to beat the Americans than I do in the Phillies counterpart. But I do think that America has a couple of, of interesting, horses and again i have a horse at a a a wild long shot who i think could hit the board at the very least um and and that's uh the three talk talk with blinkers on for gram motion gram motion wins at 33 percent first time blinkers from a healthy sample size of 36 um and his dam was a three for three so nice horse uh on the bottom she won the gulfstream park oaks did in tune so I thought that, um, and I thought that his race in the bourbon stakes, even though, again, this is a horse who needs to step up dramatically on speed figures, but his, his race in the bourbon wasn't bad. He had definitely some traffic and he kind of kept coming. So I, I thought he was one who could be interesting. I'm not, uh, and with the blinkers on, I think that he'll be closer in a race that doesn't have a whole lot of pace. I mean, it looks like my boy Prince goes out to the front and just tries to wire them. Yeah. Um, but I think that, yeah, River Tiber is a horse who's definitely worth considering here. My question with, uh, you know, a lot of these horses is whether a mile is going to be uh, a little bit stretching it for him. Uh, Wutan Bassett 
can get a miler, but was a grade one winner at seven furlongs at two. And then his damn sire, uh, Arcano was a grade one winner going six furlongs at two. So that kind of leans a little more sprint, but, um, I do like that. He's a horse who will be, won't be completely out of touch with the field. So I think he would end up being my top pick. Okay. And, um, I like unquestionable as well. The other Wuton Bassett actually, just cause he's been, uh, having a little bit of trouble in his last couple races, but still been close. But I think the best um, chance for the Americans is Endlessly, who's just been wildly impressive in three starts, won't be out of contact with the field. And uh, yeah, it's just a looks like he's a really nice horse. So there are two American horses that I think might sneakily have, if, if you're just looking at speed figures, might, might sneakily have a, a chance to pull the upset. Uh, just based off of the last out figure. And that's the six, Stay Hot, who's coming in off of Maiden score at Santa Anita on October 7th. And the uh, 12, or sorry, not the 12, the 13, Grand Mo the first for Victor Barboza Jr., who's coming in off of a respectable uh, effort in the Zuma Beach last out. Anything in either one of those pedigrees, uh, should they push me in any other direction uh than than kind of looking at those as maybe playing spoiler now stay hot in particular i like a little bit um he's a half to prerequisite who was a graded stakes winner on the turf and was second in the grade one uh belmont oaks going long on the turf so i i i think there's definitely a little bit of pedigree there with stay hot in particular and that last work was sharp Sharp last work, and also, I mean, you get the local jock who's hitting at 18% at, at uh, Santa Anita right now with Antonio Frazu, who's hitting at 16% on turf. He's 31% with the trainer, 24% with the run style. Uh, you know, we've got Peter Yurton who's hitting at 23% for the year, which I'm not a slave to the percentages or anything, but I do perk up a little bit when I see the, the, those kind of crooked numbers with uh, with the percent side in front uh, behind them. Yes, sir. Uh, heard. Certainly does not hurt at all. Um, Jessica, you got anything coming up this week before uh, the Breeders' Cup races? Um, well, not before the Breeders' Cup races, but Trust the Profits is going to be doing a, a, a unstopped, straight 24-plus hour live stream starting at the, the beginning of the juvenile races on Friday and ending after the sprint, I guess, is the final race on Saturday. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I'll be um, there for the whole Friday card. And then I'll be hopping on in the wee hours of the morning uh, Saturday from, I think I'm doing uh, 3 to 6 a.m. Eastern. Or 4 to 6 a.m. Eastern. I'm waking up at 3 a.m. for it in my central time zone. So. Oh, wow. So that'll be fun. We'll see how we'll see what happens in those those middle of the night hours. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for those. Yeah. Well, make sure you check out uh, Jessica with her stuff that she does with Trust the Profits, stuff she does with her own personal blog and site with uh, Pedigree. Uh, and just anything, give her a follow on Twitter uh, at StarryDay93. That's S-T-A-R-R-Y-D-A-Y-9-3. Uh, Jessica, thank you for joining. Uh, happy Breeders' Cup week. And uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, with Mal Bamford. We're going to take a deeper look at some of these uh, some of these Euros. Uh he is our, our resident Euro, so he's going to, to give us his input. 
And uh, if you uh, watch the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast, I will be on tomorrow with Malcolm Bamford talking about uh, Breeders' Cup. So check that out at 1 p.m. Pacific. That's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTV. We will catch you tomorrow. Have a good one. 